Hey guys, welcome to the Soul and Joys podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Marley. And we are so excited to have our friends, Stefan, Melinda, and Jay. Round of applause for them. Clap for yourself, guys. Clap. Yay! You deserve it. You deserve it. Um, no, we are we are so excited about today's show. We are very excited about today's topic. Let me introduce our guest panelists today. Starting off with Melinda Money. She is an LA-based actor, uh, an incredibly talented cosplayer, and just just a queen, man. Seriously. <laughs> she is out of everyone I know the most likely person to rule Wakanda truthfully and fairly. I think so. Yeah. No, Melinda's right, Melinda exactly. that way, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, Stefan is a voice actor and an actor. You can also catch him on his cracked brain podcast, extremely talented and gosh dang it. One of the sexiest voices I've ever heard. Give, give him a taste. Just a little one. Uh, yeah. Okay. There you go. I'm yeah. I'm Stefan. I see you, Jay. I see this you. is a family <laughs> show. <laughs> Sir, this my, is a Wendy's. Uh, <laughs> no, man, my, my grandma watches this. She's going to love that. I don't love that she's going to love that. She is going to love that. Real problem. Real problem. Uh, and then we've got Jay Whitaker, a.k.a. the Lucky Dreamer here with us. Stand-up comic, actor, host on the Geek Show podcast, but most recently an aviary genius with his full feather fry. <laughs> aviary, aviary genius. That's the first I've ever been described. No, but I'll take it. I'm not. I'm not an ornithologist. I'm not a bird expert. I'm just a guy who kind of Google some things and then just give you, give you some stuff. I, I've been calling you an aviary genius for years. From the first time I saw you cosplay as Falcon, I'm like that guy gets it, dude. That that, that Ooh. those wings I need to are rusting in a garage. They're they're rusting somewhere in the garage. Oh, piping a lot of metal. That's that's got to be. A metaphor for something. What? Letting uh, your wings uh, just rust in the garage. You can't do that, man. Oh, oh, America. Okay, yeah, I'll roll with it. I mean, like, uh, yeah. yeah, America's, America's kind of got some rusty wings right now. Um, yeah. this, it's been, um, it's been a very, I don't want to say roller coaster because it seems like it's just a roller coaster that keeps going down. And that's that's not a good ride. This, uh, but it's but it's also it's been bringing uh, attention to a lot of people. So obviously, none of us are strangers to what's happening in the country right now with Black Lives Matter, with police brutality, with um, I mean, our friends and family, our brothers and sisters being victimized and beaten and hurt and killed in some cases just because of how they look and. We see that toxicity a lot in our fandoms, in our geek communities. And so we have these three wonderful people on here today to talk about that, to address it. This is going to be real talk. This is probably, gonna, I hope it is a hard talk. Um, hmm. it's, I mean, that's the only way that we learn is when we, we, we shoot straight, right? Yeah, we have those uncomfortable conversations and, and <laughs> then we grow from it. And uh, then we go to a therapist. It's great. That's right. Uh, I think all of us, all of us are big proponents of therapy. Definitely. If uh, you need to do that, go do that. Mm -hmm. um, so before we get started getting into the real stuff, since we are a geek community, I wanted to know you guys, what are some of your fandoms? What are some of the things that you guys love to geek out about? We'll start with 
Melinda because that's of she, oh my gosh I can never figure out where to point because <laughs> it's switched so I'm like you go she's not there you go <laughs> okay so I'm like a huge Disney geek I love Star Wars Star Trek huge huge Avatar the Last Airbender and yes. it's spinoff Cora. <laughs> yeah um uh, so much i'm really into like anime as well as like graphic novels and manga and manhwa and comic books like that's really where i got my start and i'm a gamer and i'm a cosplayer so i cosplay all the things that i also love, love oh that. my gosh you've got such an incredible cora cosplay <gasps> thank you it's so good once oh, i some- need to see this so Netflix needs to do their live action adaptation of The Last Airbender. That'll be three seasons. And then I'm right. hoping that they'll pick up Cora. And then it'll be No, Melinda's Melinda's top top of the bill for that one. It's so freaking good. It's so, so good. I'm I'm really, really proud of that cosplay. That is um my uh that is like my like opus magnum, I guess. Mm. Because I did that entire cosplay. I self, or I hand stitched the entire cosplay. Oh, wow. Um, wow. I didn't, I didn't have access to a sewing machine at the time. And I was like, oh, it's fine. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure out how to do it. And I was also working with a lot of different materials that I knew weren't going to work with a sewing machine anyway. So I just, just hand stitched the whole thing. You did it the whole wow, you did it the old school way. Oh, yeah, Valantis, old, like, speaking Valerian, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. She even taught herself how to water bend. It's very impressive. Yes. That is very, way cool. Disruptive. I don't have impressive. any water near me to like give you a demonstration. So <laughs> I I would love that. You just bust out water bending right now on the podcast. <laughs> oh man. All right, Stefan. Awesome. Tell us about your tell us about your fandoms, my friend. Uh, yeah. So my fandoms. Um, I started out basically almost like any other kid, you know, over inside the '90s, where it started out with just you know Saturday morning cartoons, you know. So you've got X Men, and that led me into comic books. Um, both of my parents are avid Star Trek nerds. So before I was ever educated in Star Wars, I. Oh, God, I've got embarrassing photos uh, as me dressed as a, what was it? Um, yeah, it was a Klingon um, over at Riverside Trek Con. I think I was like three years old. Please be your LinkedIn photo. <laughs> <laughs> this, no. this guy means business. Yeah, basically. So, yeah, I mean, started from there. And then, like, my parents were the ones that got me into anime. And, it, it, like, I'm, I am... When I say, like, I love anime, like, how some people wake up and they need, like, a cup of coffee, I at least need, like, two or three different, you know, episodes of some anime. And, yeah, yeah it, it's it, it's a thing with me, you know. So those are my main ones. And then, you know, a uh, little bit of cosplay, as I said before, and I forget, uh, comic books as well. So those are, those are my mains. So, so you're the kind of guy, when they work out, your playlist is all anime theme songs, right? 
It's not a joke, all right? Dude, I, I, I love that. Like the attack on flow. Like, when people say, like, oh, I, I want to know some Japanese band, I'm like, okay, you got to let me know, like, what kind of English band you kind of like, and then I'll yeah, tell yeah. you what Japanese yes. band Wow. wow. So, yeah. Okay, so do you ever watch Promise Neverland? Sure, yes. Oh yeah. So dude, that that theme song, that's like when I need sprints. That song gets me. If if you like that, there's a song by Back On. Um it's called Chain. It was in the old anime Air Gear. It is perfect because it Air all... Gear. Yup. Wow. There you go. There you go. Um, dude, I haven't heard that song. So, that yeah. anime forever. Oh yeah. That's what it is. And then like if for most people, like if you ever need uh like an anime song like translate like is this all right i do still speak a little bit of japanese so like yeah like the, the waters run deep <laughs> very cool man that is awesome i love that I, and i think anybody oh. who's into anime has at one point considered learning japanese just so we don't have to read the subtitles any longer <laughs> i love the subtitles though and hey the subtitles are great but yeah. also it's like oh, i'll just like eliminate one thing and just learn japanese so i can yeah. watch anime it's yeah. like it's like reading and watching at the same time you're feeding your brain two different ways it you is. are like absolutely absolutely i used to do that with uh i used to watch netflix on narco or i used to watch narcos on netflix and i, I know it's not anime but it's it's pretty it's much an anime stop it <laughs> it's, an, it's an anime about about Heron, yeah, like that's yeah. exactly what it is. It's <laughs> anime on, with Coke, but like I was like sitting there, I'm like, man, this is this is intense. Um, my geekdoms, my fandoms, I, I would have to say, definitely, I, I'm 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 with Stefan. Like a lot of Saturday morning cartoons. I'm, you're talking you're talking about a guy who watched Transformers, like the '80 version, mm-hmm. you know, a uh, lot of GI Joe, even even the Gobots, even the Centurions. <laughs> Like, I mean, Centurions, like, is uh, what a Mighty Max, uh, Pirates of oh the my Dark God, Mighty Max. Max. I mean, like, <laughs> like embarrassing stuff. Like, I'm just like, can't we, like, Conan the Adventurer, you know, they could, you know, he could be the barbarian because it's too brolic and aggressive. Right. So they had to say he was an adventurer, <laughs> went on quests, um, Voltron. You know, uh, that was like my jam. And then it, it really became about X-Men 92, the animated series. Mm. So, like, I thought I, I was real talk, like third grade. I was always trying to pretend like I was Gambit and I would show up to like <laughs> with, a, with a deck of playing cards. And I would always call everybody Mon Ami. Yeah. <laughs> yo, 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 I thought I was so cool. I thought and then, Jay, you are so cool man stop it stop it no like you haven't you haven't let me finish on the, on the, on the other geek to- <laughs> <laughs> i have a stupid cobra commander tattoo some uh in two places on my body which shall not be named and then i also have a couple of name them, tattoos. No, name them. <laughs> it's a family show this is a family show we're eat- people are eating their breakfast right now people are eating, <laughs> their, <breakfast. laughs> They're eating their multi-grain cheerios right now you can't do that Dude, those multigrains um, are good and good for you. But yeah, Star Wars, Marvel Cinematic Universe, anything animated DC, I'm all about it. Live mm-hmm, action, not so mm-hmm. much, but but um, anime, 
I was late to the party on. Like I came in late to the party on anime. Um, first anime I ever saw was like Fist of the North Star, and then nice, yeah, which was like hyper violent. I'm like, yeah, I'm eight, dude. I'm eight. <laughs> I'm eight. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then uh, second was uh, Dragon Ball Z, of course. That but but right. and I like. I never really got in the anime. I still like it, but uh, my I'd always always I laugh too much during anime because <laughs> they always do like the heavy breathing. Like <laughs> another. It's a laugh. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> and they like and they stare off into space, and the stars start twinkling. They're like, oh. Like, is 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 this like a moment of growth or something? Uh, I don't know. So there's a very specific niche market out there that listens to podcasts that is only anime mouth sounds. Yeah, it's I I want that AMSR or ASMR. Yeah, Uh, a Street Fighter two in my house. Damn it, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're supposed to be talking about serious stuff now. Let's what were we talking it. about? I'll, I can all I'm thinking about is anime mouth sounds now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> not good. It's not good. Uh, <laughs> uh Stefan, you, you're pretty deep into anime. If you were to suggest something for Jay to pick up, what do you think? Uh I already know that you're that that you're watching uh or that you at least have watched a little bit of um my hero academia yeah. but there's going to be a new anime actually coming out this next week over on Crunchyroll um it's called god uh god of high god of the high school um and that one i've already like i've already spoken with a few people on the the japanese voice cast but it's basically like it's hyper violent um but is like, there heavy breathing? Oh, if it's hyper-violent, oh, then got so it. heavy breathing. Yeah, because it's like, that's a lot of cardio if it's violent. The so, heaviest I mean, they're, they're gonna be, They're going to be out of breath. So, yeah. I'm, t- I'm, you, I'm in. You know when an anime is about to get good with heavy breathing? When you hear, Chikushou! Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't know what you just said, but it sounded passionate. <laughs> See, there you go. Uh, but yeah, that's one where I'm like, you'll you'll be able to hit the ground running with that one. And it's it's real good. It's like it's gonna be a good fighting anime. So I'm right, I'm, I'm in touch with that one. Yeah, God of God of the High School. Yeah, God of High School. God of High School. That is that is a perfect one for Jay because when I first met him, that's how he introduced himself to me. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I did uh, I did peak in high school. I did peak in high school. Whatever, man. I no, I, my name in high school. <laughs> I see videos of you doing push-ups. <laughs> that's you no know, regular stuff. You know, just a, that's just a, people just do push-ups every day. It's true. No, push yeah. every, no matter, no matter who you are, you can do push-ups, you know, black or white, gay or straight, everybody can do push-ups. And I think that's the message here, right? Heavy breathing all the time. All right. Let's yeah. just, Any, anyone can do anime mouth sounds. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. I, I, I beg to differ. <laughs> As the voice actor over here, efforts are damn hard. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I, I, I love that. I love that you guys um have these fandom have have these things that you love and you're passionate about. And I think anybody listening related to at least one thing that we said, right? Whether it was the Saturday morning cartoons, whether it was uh, Avatar, whether it was anime mouth sounds, like somebody was like, "Yes, that's what got me." Right. So why? 
why is it that we have this thing in common, this thing that we love? Why do you think the community is is so toxic, especially when it comes to like lines of race? Well, because it's well, it's because it's it's when we find okay, this is this is just from my experience on Geek Show. You know, I don't speak for everybody on Geek Show, but from what I notice, it's just like we preach on Geek Show like it's not yours it's for the community like and so people they love the they love these stories they love these these wonderful stories that people come up with and they hold on to them and they gatekeep because they've been you know mm-hmm. you know stereotypically i'm not saying we all have been but gate uh, geeks have been gatekeeped for a lot of their life so it's just like it's it's almost like the language of the oppressor at this point where we're just like no we this is mine so you don't ruin it it's, I have the best memories of this. I watched, you know, I went and saw Transformers 2 after my divorce by myself, you know, in the theater. Yes, it was terrible and I hated it, but I loved it because it was mine. Don't you ruin it, Michael Bay, even though you ruined it. Sorry. But Do we need to talk about some other stuff real quick before we... <laughs> I was married to yeah, Michael I mean... Bay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> But, I knew but, it. I knew it. But you get the point I'm trying to make is just like that we hold these stories dear to our hearts. And so sometimes when um, if, you know, what, 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 what do you mean? Ariel is black. What? How? What? There's going to be the black mermaid. What? Let's what? How, do, how does sunlight? How does she get a tan in the water? I don't even know. Like, what? Why is this? People were really mad about Michael B. Jordan might be might be Superman. What uh, Idris Elba might be James Bond. Like why did these things? You can't do that. That's like that goes against the. the, the... Stop it. Yeah, it's that. You know, I think. It's... Oh, go ahead. I think to like to um, continue on the point that Jay's making is, I think really what it comes down to is that change for everyone is is really difficult it's not um change regardless of if it's good or bad can be really uncomfortable and i think that's just because we don't know what the ultimate outcome is going to be and with much of the geek community it has been stereotypically stereotypically you know, white cis males who are into, right, who are into these things that are are geeky. And this is a community where being a geek, you kind of find a safe haven to enjoy the things that typical society deems as weird. And so when you are in a society that your whole life, people are saying, well, it's weird that you like this. Um, and it, this is your one safe space. It's hard to see change come in where other people are saying, but I want to be part of the safe space too. And it's not that it's not that it's a new concept for women or people of color to be into these things. It's just that we haven't been invited to the table yet. Instead of being invited to the table, um, we've basically just had to create our own table and go, you know, we've always been here. We've always been interested in these exact same things. And if you don't want to invite us to the table, 
that's totally cool. But don't get mad at us for creating our own table. Right. Mm-hmm. And and we're not stopping you from joining us at our table either. Seriously. Um, so I, I think that's kind of where it is. It's like change is hard. And it's weird when your your idea of the status quo is suddenly uh, interrupted. There's a change to it. Yeah. Well, and, and one thing I definitely wanted to go and kind of point out where like, as far as my own, uh, my own personal, you know, kind of take on is there's also the aspect where it's like the, the, um, like the source, the, the socio-normative, you know, as far as like what you're expected to like and dislike and, you know, and things mm-hmm. like that, where, you know, from, you know, like, like Jay kind of understands, you know, where, where, I'm, well, I guess Jay and Melinda will both kind of understand this <laughs> out where like, I'm from Huntington Beach, California. You know, hey, you know, yeah. so you know when, when you think of anywhere that a black kid might grow up it's usually not huntington beach sure. you right. know mission viejo california yeah yeah see there you go you know so like growing up it was all about like oh well you know what what kind of hip-hop album are you going to be into and i'm like i don't you know like I, I i'm not into that you know and then when it came to like liking anime and whatnot everyone always had the first assumption of like well, no, he's not going to like that. And I'm like, I absolutely love it. You know, mm-hmm. all, all those things. So it's even that across the board, you know. So when you get into this sort of, you know, this sort of like, oh, well, you know, you have your fandom and, and, and you're passionate about it. And then other people look at you. It's kind of coming from all directions as far as like, oh, well, you know, they're like, oh, well, it's ours. And then conversely, the, you know, what you would consider like the home team was like, well, how come you're not into all the same stuff we're into? And it's like, cause I'm not, you know, I'm my own yeah. person. So. Yeah. I like that you guys, you guys all kind of touched on how your fandom, your geekdom is your safe place, right? Like this is, this is a place that you're supposed to feel safe. You're supposed to feel like I can celebrate this stuff because I love it. And I want to celebrate it with, with other like-minded geeks like me. And then it seems like for some reason, like you said, Melinda, they're separate tables. Right. Which I thought I was pretty sure we weren't supposed to segregate like that anymore. I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We're not supposed to do that anymore. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. I've, I'm writing that down. So why, so why is specifically geeks who look like me? Why are we, why are we, why are we doing that? Um, if, if I can kind of go in and whatnot, it, like I said, it touches heavily on what Melinda was saying, where there's always the 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 thought as far as this is this is my thing, you know. So when you think of someone like Superman, every you know, every when everyone thinks Superman, they think Clark Kent. And it's always, you know, tall, strong chin, you know, white male that is inspiring. Um yep. and it's something where you know, that, that's what we all gravitate towards seeing, but that doesn't mean, you know, I can't, I can't envision myself being Superman. Um, like for myself personally, I stopped cosplaying. Like I, I cosplayed from like two years old till about, I was 16 and I stopped because I went to a very small San Diego comic-con, um, at the time (laughs) and I was dressed as Superman technically more Superboy, but still Superman in that, in that instance. And everything was cool until about five minutes 
into the like into walking the main floor i had a guy that was just like superman's not black superman's not black superman's not black and he like followed me around the entire floor just saying that and it's like why why can't i love the same thing that you love you know and he followed you around the entire floor yeah it, it was it was a thing and you know it I wish I could say I'm, I was like surprised, but like I'm more disappointed. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and and this, like I said, it comes from just everyone holds on so tight to what they love, right? Then thinking that anything that goes outside of that norm is wrong, you know. And we've been able to see that as far as like when when Jay had pointed out uh, Michael B. Jordan, you know, when the big controversy was when he was going to be uh, a human torch. It's like, it doesn't matter, you know, and they wound up making it make sense inside the story. But it's like, even so, everyone goes like, well, that's not what I thought. That's not what I've been told. That's not what I've seen. Everyone's going to fight so hard against it. Or not everyone, but a, a group of people are going to fight so hard against it because you're breaking things up. You're breaking their normal. And, right. but, and it's like it's the it's the human torch. He on fire. He orange. Like it's <laughs> like why, why didn't they cast an orange person to play thing. him? It's like that's the they, people tripped out on uh, Titans when uh, uh, Starfire. You know what I mean? Like right. it's, the, they, it's the same thing. And I'm just like, like yo. she's like an alien, a literal alien. Yeah. And uh, like the canon of the the comic is she's got orange skin, so. Why are we freaking out about these non, like they're fictional characters? Yeah, people. They're people fictional. Get, people get we don't big even have mad to over Hamilton yet, but they're they're fictional characters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and like kind of back on the subject of cosplay, like I, because I I've I've dabbled a little bit into cosplay um, myself, and like I I'll talk to friends about you know like oh yeah so at the next con I want to do this, and they're like oh yeah that would be awesome I want to do this, but. I don't have the body type or I, that character is a male or that character's black or that character's white, you know, whatever it may be, you know? And I, I just say, you know what? Cosplay who you want to cosplay. Like it doesn't matter. It should, you know, because it can, if it's just a character that you love, why does it matter if you like what, what you look like, you know what I mean? Cause um, it's, it's somebody that you like a character that you identify with and that you've, you know, have passion about maybe. And besides nobody in real life actually looks like that, you know, like some of those big buff superheroes, like we all know that padding, you know what I mean? Like, so I just, for me, like in my experience, just cosplay who you want to cosplay and just like have fun with it and it's okay. And yeah, that sucks. That really sucks with what you went through, Stefan, with that guy following you around. That's not okay. People shouldn't be doing that. Exactly. You know, that is, that is that is not okay. And, you know, even, I don't know. I don't know where I was, what I was going to say next, but, <laughs> but again, yeah, it just, it doesn't matter. Just cosplay because you want to cosplay and you want to have fun with it. Exactly. Yeah. If you want to be, if you want to be a young Superman, who just be a young, like, I, I hate that that happened to you, but the, like the only, uh, I just, I'm actually glad that San Diego Comic-Con got bigger 
because if he yeah. wouldn't walk, he wouldn't have followed you around all day. He would have got tired. Like, <laughs> he <would've> got tired. <laughs> like he would have been like, I'm gonna go stop and look at Rick and Morty trailers and <laughs> all H for the next two days. Are... Right. So, I think. You know. um, yeah, I think to kind of piggyback both off of what Marley said and and also that experience that you had. Um, I think people should be allowed to cosplay whatever they want to cosplay. Um, I mean, I'm definitely, I don't have big hands and I'm not super tall, but I cosplay Lana Kane because like she's awesome and I look similar to her, you know, but yeah, like I don't, I'm not identical to her. I don't have big man hands. I mean, jokingly aside, I typically will only cosplay characters that I look like not only because I enjoy those characters and I love that I feel like I am represented in them and I love to celebrate those characters but because I am very much aware that if I were to show up dressed like dressed like uh Sailor Moon I love Sailor Moon but I, I know I might get the same harassment and I might get somebody who's telling me I'm wrong and I might get threats because I don't look like this animated character. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's totally fine. Even if you don't fit the body type, if you don't, your skin color doesn't match the character. I think it's totally fine to dress, to dress up, to cosplay, to play costumes of a character that you love the only stipulation is if you are not a certain race please do not change your race to play that character like if you want to dress up if you're a white chick and you got blonde hair blue eyes and you want to dress up like storm okay don't change your body color don't put on bronzer and don't put on black face Yep. And then just and then make the argument, well, I just wanted to be true to the shut up. Nope. Stop. Just stop. Don't blackface. Yeah, that's honor and, and the we... character, put on the wig, do the hair, put on the costume, do the contacts. Awesome. Totally do that. You don't we we know who you are. We will know who you are. Exactly. And even if we don't, then you get the opportunity to tell somebody about this awesome character you're dressed as. Don't do it because you will color. have a bad you will have a bad day on the internet. Now it is June. It is yes. June as we record this, but like no joke, this it's like I usually make this post almost annually, right around Halloween, and it's like, hey, uh, mm-hmm. here's your here's your friendly reminder this year. Uh, don't do that. Um, and then the typical response is, well, Jay, what about white chicks? What about Robert Downey Jr. and Tropic Thunder? Listen, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have an argument for that. Well, there is an argument for that. I don't have time for that. I but I don't have time. <laughs> just, don't, just don't do it. See, that's another thing, which kind of, I'll, I'll just say it right. Hey, folks. Um, hey, uh, allies, just so you know, it is not a person of color's job. It's not black people's job to sit down and educate you and teach you about racism because we got other stuff to do because we are dealing with racism. We're just trying to process trauma from that. Not saying we're victims. We're the victors in the situation, but we don't have time to educate all the time. So we, we like, we, we appreciate people showing up to the party, but like, 
you know, I keep a Google Doc full of just links like, hey, I'd love to talk to you more about this, but read these things. Come back to me later. Let's have a drink and let's talk about it. Cool. Can yeah. you tell that to my DMs and email inbox, please? <laughs> it'll save you so much time it'll save you so much time and, and like and man let me tell y'all like people get people try to make something out of nothing i got it like can i tell y'all a story like because i was looking at some of the questions that you uh that you were kind of pre- prepping us for and yeah um there's i'm gonna switch gears right quick let's talk about the movie black panther we're allowed black- it's a great movie, no matter what you look like. For people, for mm-hmm. you know, for for the average viewer, there's it's just a great movie. Now, mm-hmm. for black people that are connected and more in tune with African culture, African American culture, and how African Americans and Africans treat each other, there's a lot of there's a you could teach it an entire college course on the movie Black Panther. Now, mm-hmm. in no means is. Are black people being proud of that movie trying to start a race war? I'm saying this because a person that I won't name, who I'm no longer like Facebook friends with, came into my DMs the, like when right before Black Panther was coming out. And all I was saying, I am just all I was saying was, I'm so happy to see some diversity and representation. Marvel Cinema. It's dope to see a superhero that looks like me. Because I remember as a kid, I had the Wolverine mask, but I had the peach skin, and I, <laughs> I looked, I looked all the way stupid. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm tall. Wolverine is short. He's Canadian. I'm American. It, you know, I'm I'm dark. He's like sort of a kind of a peach khaki situation. So, it, 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 but. Let people be proud of things. Let people be, have things. You know what I mean? It's just like this. That was a big movie for us, but in no way, in no way, was I trying to start a race war. And I could, I could, I'll, I'll, I'll send the the comments through the chat because y'all got to read this. It's pretty wild. But oh, let people be proud of things. That's all I want right. to say. No, right. I'm I'm glad that you said that. Um, mm-hmm. I I loved Black Panther, and one of the reasons I loved it is because I would. I saw it a couple times in theaters. That's sorry. That's that's the equivalent of me. Like I would vote for Obama twice if I could. <laughs> um, but I did. I did go. I did go see Black Panther a lot because I loved that movie. But there was a couple of times where these little little boys came out who were black and were just beaming. We're so excited because those guys on that screen kicking ass. They look like them. Mm-hmm. Representation is huge i can still i loved black panther and it's totally cool that they didn't look like me and i think that's and i think that's fine um and i it's frustrating that i mean jay you said it but people think it's it's like you're picking sides you're not yeah it's just like dude Mm -hmm. i'm just like i'm all about captain america all day you know that's my yeah that's that's my guy i mean chris oh my god have you seen his blue eyes oh my god beautiful i can't stop looking at him right right (laughs) right you know just oh that's america's ass right there i mean it's just <laughs> it but is it, yeah. but it, it's just like I, it blew it blew my mind and i had to sit there and educate this person on why like diversity and representation <laughs> matters and it's like crazy i mean like oh i remember when i saw wonder woman i remember when i saw captain marvel I love those movies. And to see young women walking out of that movie, just like, 
ah, I want to fly through a spaceship and melt it and like save the battle in like three minutes and then go off and do other stuff because I'm young, independent, and I got things to do. Bye. <laughs> yes. I'm like, yeah, she came in and just ended everything in like three minutes and then went off to go do a hair appointment. Good for her. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that Marvel one shot. Yeah. Captain, Captain Marvel goes, goes to the barbershop. <laughs> It's so good, man. It's gonna be good. What, what I what I think happened is I think there was miscommunication with her hairstylist on what she wanted, but then she got it and she's like, "I can rock this." Yeah, she did. No, she can rock it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she can. You're you're totally right, dude. Like seeing seeing the empowerment that that girls got, um, seeing those movies and being represented like that, I really liked in uh, in Endgame the the big A Force moment, right, where all the Mm. line up and they, they take it, it yes. the Infinity Gauntlet and they oh, it was it was awesome but so many people were like why did they have to make it political I'm like what are you talking about exactly men do this in every single movie how many the times is nothing but that and nobody yeah. like this is so political yeah it's, it's, I, it's what I don't yeah, go ahead. I don't get how people can get so offended by things becoming pc or politically correct i i'm like that is something that just doesn't oh like i know i'm really smart but at the same time i'm like that makes me feel so stupid because i don't understand how you don't understand political correctness like i don't i don't get it i don't get it i just i don't but regardless it's it's kind of that moment and how people are freaking were freaking out about it and how so many of these toxic white guys, um, stereotypically, uh, it it is. were were, you know, so upset about that moment. And it reminded me of uh of an interview that um RBG Ruth Bader Ginsburg had about yeah. like somebody asked, when will you be satisfied of with the the amount of like how many women on the supreme court will be enough for you and she said nine and they were like oh like almost clutching your pearls oh how dare you say nine women that's unthinkable nine women on the supreme court and she was like bitch like there's been nine nine white dudes for how long like it's always nine white guys yep right now we have a bit of diversity but i mean she's right like no one ever questioned hey why is there there's nine seats why are they all white dudes nobody ever was like this is probably not fair this might be a little biased maybe we should change it up a little bit it's the same thing like it's it's the exact same thing it's you're right it is the exact same thing um I I appreciate what you guys are, are saying. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a question over the plate for you guys, if that's okay. How do you want to be treated in the geek community? Um like a white cis dude. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, I'm good because they get mad yelled at these days. Nah, I'm good with that. So <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I mean that's fair, right? <laughs> Melinda <So> like, <laughs> 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 uh no i mean i 
I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm in Utah for listeners who may not know. Uh, not exactly the uh, melting pot of diversity here, as all of you can attest to. But I, I never saw. I don't know when when I met when I met Jay when I met Melinda. All I had was utmost respect for y'all and Stefan. This is actually the first time we're we're talking here. But uh, no, we we met. We did um Spider Man panel. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We go way back. Me and Stefan used to date. Okay. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up. He didn't bring it up, but here we are. Okay, fine. All right, you're done. Um, <laughs> um, we used strictly Japanese in, in the sheets, just to let everyone know. Right on. Anime mouth sounds, baby. No uh, judgment. But, I respect uh, that journey. Yeah. No, it was it was a journey. It was a long Stop it. journey. Um, I just... I just saw you guys as, I mean, call me, call me a radical, but I just saw you guys as people. All right. What? Well, go ahead, Stephen. Like, on, like when you, when, when you say like, how do I want to be treated? The first thing that comes to my mind is like, I just don't want to be an anomaly. Yeah. I've been an anomaly since, you know, since forever, how long I, I can remember, you know, like I, I grew up surfing. And at the same time, like being being into scuba diving, springboard diving, you know, and all that and not so much into like I played football, but that was only because it was expected, you know. Mm -hmm. So when I think of what I want to be in the geek community, it's literally that I don't want to be the black guy in the in the black or in the in the geek community. I just want to be a guy or a person in the you know in the geek community and you know when even when it comes up as far as like let's say you know whatever cons that we go to you know and whatnot when i'm on a panel i just want to be on the panel not okay we we need to go and round out this panel diversity wise so you know that can fill the black guy role you know who's the token that we can get yeah you know um that's that's what I'm yearning for. And it's not a basis as far as what you think, because a lot of people are always going to say like, well, I don't see color. And I don't, it's like, no, just go ahead. You do. You we do. do. You, do. you do. You better. Cause I mean, you, yeah, them green people, they messing it up for everybody. Drax the Destroyers, Hulk, you know, just, just <laughs> I, I know, I know damn well they see color. That's it. It's an important thing to bring that up, green people. Um, green people. That's a whole other podcast. They've been through enough. They've been through enough. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, like I said, it's like just that whole fact of like not being the anomaly, not being yeah. the the one person to show up, and everyone goes, "Oh, I'm glad you're here." It's like, oh, I hate that. Ugh. <laughs> Yo, I oh god, I felt that. I felt that like oh yeah. You that honestly, he said it right there. That's what it is. It's what I'm so glad you're here. That <laughs> mm, mm, like we like you just created like this checklist. Like there's some guys like and our black person has arrived. Okay. And then we're all oh we all lost, set. We lost Melinda. I know it's probably just video. Uh she's still here. I, Melinda, I, you there? No, I'm still here. Okay. Yep. Sorry. My oh, Melinda. I'm glad you're here. Oh my god. 
He did it. <laughs> what? I thought we y'all. Wait, 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 was that right? Was that? I didn't even wrong. Look, think about this. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> sorry, it was right. Oh, there. Was I'm there. sorry. That was. Uh, that was. I never have I sounded. Never have I sounded more white or more cisgendered. Right there. I am sorry. Um, I. I love talking to you guys and learning and i know i know that it's not your job to um educate white people um but at the same time i am grateful for you guys sharing your experiences uh, with us um with our listeners because it's important black stories are important uh they need it they need to be told they need to be heard when um a lot of streaming services are are putting black stories up for free right now and so my wife and I have been watching a lot of them and um, it's funny and it's good. Like it's, we have like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but it's just like no, go. our history is not just, it's not just pain and, and, and suffering. There's so we laugh. We yeah. cry. You will watch some, some of the, some of the movies that I grew up with, like, like Hollywood shuffle, which talk, but directed by Robert Townsend, which is the great movie that talks about what it was like being black in Hollywood. And it's a, great movie and it still it still holds up sadly enough you know um a lot of people you know, when they think black superheroes they think about uh blade or you know uh black panther put some respect on robert townsend's meteor man which was a great which was a great, <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean um juice uh blank man yeah i mean blank blank man i mean like but there's so many great movies that we have that that are a part of our culture that if you if like if you if you brought these movies up, you're like, oh wow, you watched that, and like that, and that's the cool part is like, is is uh, is is when we get to see each other's stories being told, and we can watch them. I mean, like honestly, like I, I'm I'm glad that it's not just you know, yeah, of course, and like right now, um, you know, black stories are being told more often, but I do love the fact that I get to see everyone's culture being highlighted right now, mm-hmm. and like the next yeah. wave, uh, you know really quickly going back into marvel for a second but what phase four or five is you know shang chi we're getting that so we you know Mm -hmm. that's gonna be dope that's gonna be a dope time you know uh for asian culture and i mean like it's just i think it's you know and and people think people are so scared of diversity but it's like that's what makes star trek so dang good yeah seriously that's what what, but that's honestly that's like what makes life interesting and enjoyable if all Mm -hmm. you're eating is like I don't know. I'm trying to think of the blandest thing. Um, White bread. Food in Utah County. Okay. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Exactly. Let's, I mean, like, if your diet only consists of white bread, like, eventually you're going to get tired. It's boring. It's just like, uh, like, add some, you know, color, like, add some, like, flavor text to it. You know, a little bit of peanut butter goes a long way. You throw in some Nutella jelly. I mean, then you're like, then that's a freaking sandwich. We're not even talking about the adding turkey or cheese or or lettuce or anything to that white bread. But I'm when you start, you putting you, you mixing. No, not mixing those. No, yeah. not mixing those. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I was going to say. I, like, I was like, whoa. No, look how, look how no. Like, on a different day, then you're doing the turkey sandwich. And then on a different day, 
you're doing uh, a grilled cheese sandwich. It's not a different thing. Uh, that adds a lot to your, I mean, like you're not, you're not getting bored. It's, it's enjoyable. It makes enjoying something as simple as just eating because you need sustenance enjoyable. I mean, like we've had hundreds of years of largely a white narrative and it's kind of boring. It's like, well, we've already done all those stories. And I mean, people freaked out about the success of, um, you know, Crazy Rich Asians came out last year uh, or the year before. And that was, was great. I mean, honestly, like if you break it down, it's not any better than any other rom-com that's all it is it's literally a rom-com it fits all of the same notes and tropes and stereotypes Mm -hmm. that a rom-com does the only big difference is that the people on that screen didn't look like at least anybody here they were all east asian they were all asian american they were all asian people the story wasn't anything special it's just that it happened to represent people that have been underrepresented in film. I mean, there's been so many black movies that are rom-coms that literally fit all the same buttons, Mm -hmm. that check all the same boxes that every other white rom-com does. It's not radical. Man, all those. Gotta watch. Yes, it's not a they're not radical ideas. It's not this whole race war. It's just yeah, well, we've already done that, and we know that rom-coms work. Everyone goes to see a rom-com, or at least the the guy is usually dragged to the rom-com. They make money. That's why we keep making those movies. Yeah, it's not they're not new stories. They're just yeah. new in that who is being represented, and it's people totally act, like black. Like yeah, they're like what black people and brown people are doing rom-coms like yeah we have bad breakups and drink mimosas too like it it is a thing yeah, that we, mimosas. It, it's, we complain about it at brunch later i mean it, it's like, yeah it's it, it, there's so there yeah going back to what you said zach like there's there are so many of our stories that people need to watch i mean five bloods spike lee movie uh just mm-hmm. came out that is very for, for the record very heavy um and but uh just celebrate those stories because i mean you can learn so much you can learn so much and and gain respect uh you've been you said life earlier melinda uh, and it made me think of life eddie murphy uh Mm. lawrence great movie that's a good like has when people think of that movie they think eddie murphy and martin lawrence two big names heavy hitters but if you go Mm -hmm. down the cast it is chock full of full of black comedians that that yeah. were like unstoppable in the 90s and early 2000s so, i mean so you know bernie mac up, up in it you know and so it, it's it, it's celebrate celebrate we want y'all to laugh with us because we want y'all to like and i'm not just saying white people i'm just saying everybody I'm, and, and yeah. I'm all races but i mean like i imagine that when we see we want y'all to see our stories because when you laugh with us at the things that we laugh about and that make us laugh it feels like we're all laughing together. I know that sounds like, you know, you know, a Kendrick Lamar song for the summer, more of a chance to rap kind of thing, but, but it's just like, I, we just, we just want to be seen. We just want to be heard. We want to be felt. You, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Um, I, I, please say you feel me. I want, I'm, 
I feel you. I don't like the way you said that. I feel you. Stop it. No. <laughs> Jay, listen. I'm glad. I feel you. Did I do that right? I'm I'm with it. All right. <laughs> I, no, man, you I, know, I, I asked for this, so you did. <laughs> um, I would um, I'd be ecstatic if I could say that the only problems we're seeing right now are the lack of understanding in the geek community, but it is not. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot of uh, racism and and police brutality in your everyday lives, and. That is, I'll never, I'll never know what that's like because of how I look. Um, and I'll, I'll never understand it, but I, you know, it's, it's, it's very, it's very disheartening to see that there are, there's such a lack of understanding and there's such a, I don't know. Lack of understanding is what is almost infuriating sometimes and that's and it's not it's, mm-hmm. it's it's okay let me correct myself it's it's not just the lack of understanding but the inability to even try to understand and i'm going to quote uh Brené Brown in order to empathize with someone's experience you must be willing to believe them as they see it and not how you imagine their experience to be this isn't just applicable to you know black lives matter this is applicable yes. to women uh, women's rights, uh, LGBTQI plus rights. I mean, like you know, uh, trans, you know, transgender people. This is this is like we all need to listen to their stories. We all need to like believe them as they see it. Because I I don't I have no idea what a um, an indigenous transgender person has gone through. I have no idea. So I listen with an open. I try to keep an open mind and just listen because i have i don't have their experience and so when when i get into conversations with people oh my god i had a conversation with a person who i won't mention um on father's day and i was trying to explain to them you know they they randomly brought it up on my father's day slash juneteenth weekend celebration i'm like living for the city and i'm having a good time and they decided to bring up all lives matter, which is a very, that's, you know, we don't have enough time to get into it, but you know, mm-hmm. I, I just said, of course, all lives matter. We all know this, you know, black lives do matter as well. And these are the reasons why. And she countered with, well, racism is over. And I quote, you blacks have Oprah and rich football players now. Congratulations. I, I had no I had no words. I had no words. What? No words. That's so messed up. And and each time I tried to counter like, you know, and one, I, I'm so grateful I kept my cool, but I think it was um the hardest part was, you know, trying not to just just lash out and, you know, be angry, but like really keep my composure, come with the facts. But mm-hmm. it was the fact that she just really wasn't trying to hear what anything i had to say i could let you know and you know i get people that will try to sneak up in my dms and you know send me a random candace owens video that happened this morning actually and she was like oh okay oh my god oh my god wait oh my god 
You sent me a Candace Owens video at four in the morning. Oh, oh, thank you so much, lady from Klamath Falls, Oregon, that has never like lived a day in the life in my skin that didn't grow up in Los Angeles and Orange County, wasn't beaten by neo Nazis and you know seen harassment from police. You've never and you want to send you with send the Candace Owens video with no context? Like who are these people? You know what I mean? I'm sorry, like I'm venting. Mm-hmm. It, no, man, this like, is the outlet for that. These are the things that people need to stop doing. Stop trying to tell us how to feel. Stop trying to, you can't tell, mm-hmm. you can't tell me how to grieve George Floyd. You can't tell me how to grieve a Trayvon Martin. You can't tell me, you can't go down the list of what and try to victim blame and tell me that these people, you know, oh, they were criminals or they had it coming. No, the reality of it is we're trying to process this trauma that has, that doesn't affect them. It doesn't affect their everyday life, but it affects mine. When I leave the house to go jogging, I kiss my fiance and I tell her, I love you. I'll be right back. That's a, that's a com, like, that's a conversation that is, that we shouldn't even have to think about. You know, and I, I pose a, a simple question to you, anybody, like, what are three things that you would take if you're going for a quick job, what are three things you won't leave the house without? I won't ever leave the house without um, without my phone fully charged. Mm-hmm. Um, I have apps on there that, as a woman, I will use if I'm ever in danger. But I have apps that will not just notify the police, but will actively notify people who I know and love of my exact location that will record whatever is happening because I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. If I'm attacked on the street by some person, it's a calculated risk for me to call the police. I'm almost safer to call a friend than I am a police officer. Because of how I look, I don't know that a police officer is going to show up and think that's the person who needs help. Mm-hmm. They might see me as an aggressor. And yeah, I, I do have a lot of privilege being a light skinned black woman. I have a lot of privilege being a woman of the black community, not just being a black man of the black community. I absolutely recognize that. We don't need to get into colorism, but it's still it's it's still a risk i i take walking out the door it's not just okay wallets keys and i don't know what else you're gonna take yeah but like i mean wallet and keys that's that's something important but i often think you know should i take my taser should i take my mace i don't want to also if i take my taser if i take my mace and something happens in which I need to use my taser and my mace. How much more of a risk does that put my life? Am I that part? I mean, in order to protect myself, am I essentially dooming myself? And I, I shouldn't, I should not need, not just because I'm a person of color or a woman, I shouldn't need an app to feel comfortable to to go to the grocery store. I shouldn't need to think about, okay, yeah, ooh, I really, really want that chocolate bar right now at two o'clock in the morning, but 
Like, yeah. I'd rather be alive. I don't want to be killed for buying a pack of Skittles. You know, I don't want to think like, hoodies are so freaking comfortable, but I don't want to have to second guess. Hey, can I, should I wear this hoodie in this predominantly white neighborhood that I happen to live in mm-hmm. because I could afford to live here because I, I fortunately am not affected by redlining, but I understand that it's still a freaking thing. That Please yes, look up redlining. If you don't know what that is, if you don't know what that is, yeah. podcast right now, but if despite the fact that redlining doesn't exist any longer, it does. It's a perpetual cycle. And, and even though, yeah, I can afford to live in this neighborhood that happens to be predominantly Caucasian. I don't want to, that to be put into question. Like, why are you here? Right. What right do you have to be here? And it's, <laughs> Like, I, I don't want to keep saying it's not fair because then people are like, well, life's not fair. No shit, Sherlock, life <laughs> isn't fair. But one of those things that aren't isn't fair shouldn't be, it's not fair for me to, to just exist. I have a running list of things that I am so very much aware of that I have to to constantly think about being a black face in a white place. And I'm, that list just keeps growing, you know? I never, 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 like, I mean, like you guys, I was cosplaying before cosplay was a thing, you know? I made all of my Halloween costumes. Dressing up was like one of the games I played as a kid. I've always loved that. And, when Darian Hunt was murdered while cosplaying mm-hmm. by the police, mm-hmm. you know, every single black person, every single white, not white, every single person of color and every single LGBTQ person, you know, or don't, can name one person who has been killed by the police and go, that could have made me. And Darian Hunt is that person for me because I cosplay and I could be walking down the street in a costume and someone who doesn't know a cop who doesn't know that I'm in costume or some person who calls the cops before because they're afraid of how I happen to look. I might lose my life for doing something I am passionate about and that I love. And when he was killed, I made a promise to myself that I will never cosplay a character who wields a weapon because it's too much of a risk. And that's not fair. I should be able to cosplay Lana Kane and wear her and wear her uh, her gun hilts. I should be able to do that because that's a character that I happen to look like. But I won't. I will not wear. The arm strap, the shoulder straps, while cosplaying that character, because I don't know who has and hasn't seen Archer. Yep. Same. And it's part of everyone asked me why I won't cosplay. Like I I did Falcon, and I did Deadpool a couple times, and it's part. It's part of the reason why I kind of won't do it anymore. Is or if I do a character, it's going to be 
like Spider-Man or, you know, someone with right. non, you know, weapon, no weapons showing because it, it, it's, but, you know, basically, you know, going back, uh, my point was just basically, I don't leave the house without my camera phone fully charged and two forms mm-hmm. of ID. Seriously. My wallet, yeah. my keys is not even important. Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, I, I will leave, like, I can, but two forms of ID because I've been stopped and be like, who are you? Why are you in this neighborhood? And like, dude, I live right up the street. I know I'm, I run slow and I'm bad at cardio. It took me 30 minutes to get here, but I live up the street. Back off. You know what I mean? And it, it's it's unfortunate. You know, it's unfortunate because and this isn't just, okay, if you're listening to this and you're, you're just like, well, I'm doing my part. You know, all I'm listening to right now, black people complain and it's annoying. I don't want to hear it. We don't want to feel it. So if this makes you uncomfortable, like, honestly, I really don't care because it's like our discomfort allows, uh, I'm looking for the words here, but our discomfort is, is, has been a part of America's comfort for so long. You know, everyone's waiting for all of this to go back to normal. I keep seeing that. And that is driving me up the wall because I'm like, your normal was it put many of us in danger. And I'm not saying that you have to, you know, I'm not saying burn everything to the ground. And I'm not saying any, 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 any violence or I'm not that type of person. This ain't that type of podcast. You know, some people may have different opinions. That's not me. All I want is just equality. You know what I mean? There's a great video that people need to watch. It's from Kimberly Jones. It's Kimberly Jones. It's a six minute. It's like six minutes and 40 seconds. If you ever get the video, and please, I'll send it to you, Zach. Post it in this episode. Because it will really help people understand just exactly. She sums it up so well in six minutes and 40 seconds of what it feels like and kind of what we're thinking it's it's an excellent study on the black psyche, the black American psyche. And it's, I, I wish, I wish I had all the answers. I wish I could change this overnight. I wish Melinda, you didn't have to feel those things. You know, I wish we weren't having this conversation. I wish it was just the five of us, you know, celebrating like, yo, Zach, you know, are we, are they finally going to release the Snyder cut? You know what I mean? Like, is, is it like, I wish we were talking about that, but you know, People, people don't really understand, and it's so, and it blows me. It blows my mind when I find out it's geeks that really don't. Well, I'm not saying all, not all geeks, but when it's the geeks that really don't understand. Because I'm like, wait, you mean to tell me you watched a movie about some teenage rebels overcoming fascism and blowing up like a huge Death Star? Wait, you mean to tell me you watched a movie or you watched it? Grew up with a show that basically uh, had, uh, you know. Malcolm X with magnetism and, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. in a wheelchair uh, and we're fighting for civil rights. I mean, wait, you mean to tell me you watched a show about being super inclusive and exploring the galaxy and just trying to de-escalate situations, you know, and the only people that really die were people in red shirts? What? Come on now. Like, y'all missed a lot of memos. And I can go on and on, you know, Deadpool. He's 
very queer, very pansexual. Like it's pretty oh, yeah. obvious if you're not paying attention. And it's just like when so when people say the things that, that they say, and I'm like, what? Why? Why? I don't understand. And so people missed a lot of memos, and they, I wish they would educate themselves and watch, uh, watch these things over again. Read history. And history is important. Go ahead. Stephen. I, I, we've been talking a long time. I'm sorry. Guys. I, I, I'll try to be super quick with this, but as soon as you literally just said history, Jay, it reminded me of something that I was quite literally talking to my, my wife about who my, my wife. So I'm married and I'm married to a white woman. Um, we were talking about this and she, you know, she's been trying to understand everything because she's seen what I've dealt with and whatnot. And I'm not going to get into it, but like within the last four weeks, I've been, I've had the cops called on me three different times for things that never should like there have been no arrests, no convictions, no nothing. It was all preconceived notion type yeah. thing. And it's all while I've been driving for a rideshare company. Um, so it, it, it's something where when she didn't quite understand of like, why is all this stuff happening? I thought we were all over this. I thought this was a, like a, a part of past history. I said, what you consider American history that has passed is what I'm still feeling right now. It's like, mm -hmm. yes, all of that stuff, like there have been things that have happened 100, 200 years ago. Guess what? I still dealt with that yesterday and you saw it, you know? Um, so that's why a lot of these, these conversations, why like, we're tired and we're frustrated and we're angry. And yet everyone is, why are you guys so mad? It's like, because this hasn't changed. Right. You know? and, and even like, even to, to pose another thing um, real quick, Jay, when you're saying like, what three things do you carry? You know, you all hit my three things. It's a fully charged phone. It's, I do have a taser that, you know, that I do have, and it is my ID. But one thing that I, that I want to, pose to you guys and i'm gonna give you guys 10 seconds to think of your answer before you say it but when you carry your id like if you're gonna go jogging where do you keep your id i know exactly Ooh, this is a good question <laughs> because i don't keep it in my i, I don't keep it in my i don't need to keep it go, in go my ahead melinda go ahead melinda <laughs> nope nope yeah. i don't keep it there um i so Whenever I get into my car, because look, I don't run. And if you ever see me running, you should probably run too. Um, <laughs> I, but I mean, I drive and I move my, I move my IDs from my wallet um, to like the dashboard or to the, any place that's very accessible and very obvious in case I get pulled over. I am a certified massage therapist, which means that if I do an out call, um, I'm very good. So it might be to a very wealthy neighborhood. I live in Los Angeles, so it might be uh, Beverly Hills. I mean, I have yet to, but I will not be surprised when I get called or pulled over because I don't look like I belong there. But I mean, I can. I've got my my table. I've got all of my supplies very clearly visible. I carry everything that I'm going to need to to make and I 
I'm usually in my uniform. Um, but I have my ID very, ID very visible. It's never in my glove box. Never in my glove box. Um, sometimes that might just be even on my lap. Uh, but it's very, very visible so that I can move as little as possible and make myself look as minimize myself as a threat as much as possible. Yeah. I, you know, and, and honestly, there's been times when I've considered, even if I'm not doing an out call, just throwing my, my table in the back of my car, putting on that uniform, because if I got pulled over, it's safer to be like, yeah, I'm literally, I'm a massage therapist. I literally yeah, just came from that. Here's all my days. <laughs> you look stressed. Here's yep. my card. I, you want a massage? I, no. I'm, I've been in the military for but yeah, nobody a long carries, time. And I've, no black I've, person carries yeah. it in their wallet when they go for a run. Oh, yeah. No, you don't do that. Because the second we, we reach for that, oh, she's got a gun. Oh, he's got a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I keep it in my hat. I keep my ID in my hat or in the like in the back of the case of my of my phone. So I'm, you know, and I usually jog with my phone. And but usually if I, you know, if in in instances where I've had been stopped and I've had to put my hands up, I'm like, my ID is in my hat. I'm going to take off my hat, blah, blah, blah. And I announce which hand I'm doing it. This is crazy. And so, I mean, now some of y'all, some people that may be listening to this, maybe thinking this is super extra. It may be unnecessary, but the problem is, is there is a preconceived notion. And yes, unfortunately, uh, you know, we are consumed, we, 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 we consume media that reinforces that fear. And some people, they just might say, you know, and some people get the luxury to just turn off the news, turn off the news, you know, and, and. Oh, I'm going to take a social media break and I'm, I'm going to, uh, you know, abstain from all of this. Well, that's great. And then that's cool that you can do that. Like for me personally, it's hard for me to turn the news off sometimes because it's it's there for, you know, it's it is in a way. Yes, it's stoking. It's stoking fear, but it's also informing me of the dangers out there. When you see when you see that these people are murdered in the streets for, for, for no for for no reason jogging, you know. Uh, reaching into his glove compartment to show that uh, Philando Castillo, he was showing, he was showing him um, he had a permit for his firearm, and he and he didn't even pull for his gun. A man, a Sean Bell, who got clapped on his wedding day. I mean, it, the the list goes on, you know. And so it's just that, so that's why I get so mad when I see people that are like, "Yo, I want this to go back to normal." I'm like, this doesn't even affect you in the slightest way. This, this, you know, I've been stopped by the cops. I've had guns drawn on me, what, roughly 15 times? I yep. mean, the first time I had a gun pulled on me, I was 12, you know, from a cop. 12, you know, and it, it, it's it's not right. The last the most recent time I got a, had a gun pulled on me was I was 35. Sorry, flagged, my, um, my audio went out. Oh, you're all good. You're all good. I'm just I'm just sitting there telling depressing stories of police brutality. It's it's fine. Um, I'm joking. I'm joking. All right, breaking. There's there's an ease in the tension, but it's just I am. We want there to be change, and I mean, you would think that in the geek community, and I'm not saying this is ruined 
you know, like I'm trying to keep a geek friendly and stay on topic, but the geek community gives me hope because it when it when it's toxic, it is toxic. But when it's when it's gelling, man, honestly, like I it's so dope. Like I, I love being a part of Geek Show because it is it is it is yes, I I am the the token black guy on the show. But I've you know, and for a long time I thought I was. But they always just saw me as, you know, just a just a friend. And in Geek Show we really do believe that you know, you accept you accept everybody for what it is because we all grew up on Star Trek. You know, you, we we get excited when we learn about everyone's culture and don't be you know don't be rude, respect each other, and so, you know, Star Trek was always inclusive, and so, you know, geeks give me hope because they understand it, they get it, they know what it's like to be ignored, they know what it's like to to walk through life almost feeling invisible. And, you know, these stories of, of uniting to overcome something greater than we can even possibly understand, a greater threat. So, I mean, it's, yeah, a call for unity, understanding um, is is very important. And the sooner we get on that, you know, the sooner we can get this Zack Snyder cut. Um, so. <laughs> that was, that's what we're waiting for. That's, that's Jay's mic. I, I, I can't. It's um, it's humbling to hear your guys' stories, and I, I really appreciate uh, you sharing them. And it it does make me angry. And if you are listening to this, and um, you are white like me, and it's making you angry, good. Um, then there is something you can do about it. There are places you can donate. There are stories you need to listen to. Um, there are friends you need to make and there are protests you need to attend because this is, um, I've, I have been one of those people who said, I just want life to go back to normal, but, um, not if it means that brothers and sisters and people I love are getting shot down or victimized because of how they look. Yeah. We just want equality. I, um. I don't speak, yeah. you know, I don't want revenge. I don't, there's no time for that. Batman taught me better. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I mean, for real though, but for real, like I, I remember, no, honestly, I'm, I'm a lot older now, but I remember when I first heard about slavery as a kid and what was done when I read about Tulsa, when I read about the Tuskegee experiment, when I read about the mm. internment camps and I, I was just like, this is horrible. This is egregious what we do to people, what this country's done to people. And I'm like, we should, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you read about Nat Turner and what they did to Nat Turner after, after it. read about Nat Turner. Like I'll quick. He was, he was, he was a slave that, that, uh, basically killed his masters. And, um, when they finally caught him, they burned, I mean, burned him. They, uh, they basically went Lord Bolton on him, the dread for it. And they, Healed his skin off. They sold it. They they would drink his wine, or they drink his blood as wine. I mean, it was it was horrible things. So and, and they and from that day forward, after they killed Nat Turner, that's when they started treat, uh, ensuring that slaves couldn't read because they they so they just didn't 
because they realized an educated black man was the, a, a larger threat to them. And so it's just like, there's so many things that people don't know about. Read about Juneteenth and why it's, a, it's important that we celebrate it. And, and so just, I'll never forget, I did a show in Montana last year, coming home at my Wakanda, uh, like a Black Panther shirt on. Uh, I see this guy smoking a cigarette. It's two o'clock in the morning. I had a good time. Blah, blah, blah. Boom, boom. You know what I mean? And he smoked a cigarette. He sees my Wakanda Black Panther shirt. He goes, Black Lives Matter. And I'm like, it's two in the morning. I can't really see this guy. He's got long hair. I'm like, I don't know what, you know, like, I'm just kind of like on edge. But he, and then, I, you know, as I get a little bit closer, I can see the guy. He lifts up his hair. He's got long, straight hair. And he says it again. And he's like really serious. He's like, yo, Black Lives Matter. And I look at him. It's a Native American person. You know, he's a Native American man. Mm-hmm. And he's telling me, you know, he's like, your movement, the, the Black Lives Matter movement, the LGBTQIA plus movement is so important right now because if they listen to what y'all are saying, maybe they'll listen to us listen. And, mm-hmm. and, and, may, and hopefully we can level the playing field. It's not, not, no one wants revenge. They just want people to be, have equality. And he said to me, yeah. he says, it's wrong that they stole our homeland from us. And it was wrong that you were stolen from your homeland. And I was like, I had nothing. I had nothing. Mm-hmm. Try going to sleep after that conversation. You can't. And so what people just want is just equality. You know, I'm not, we, do, we just want that, you know. And mm-hmm. if, it, if it's representation in our movies, you know, you can, that's all we're asking for, you know. And, you know, treat people nicer, man. I, I'm so I'm sorry. Like this, this I'm getting wrapped up and mm. I just wish there was a better way for uh, people to see see that this isn't this isn't just a uh, this isn't just a sprint. This is a marathon. It starts mm-hmm. it starts with an idea and it and it has to continue. It can't just like oh this can't be just a phase. You know, you have to support it in order to end racism, in order to end sexism, in order to end homophobia. You have to call people out. You have Mm -hmm. to call people out. If you see it, stop it. I was very immature in my days. And since then, I've grown, you know, and learning to listen to people from all different sides. And and I love it. I'm telling you, it's like gumbo. It's like gum. Gumbo is awesome because it's, it's got a little bit of everything in it, you know. And let's just make gumbo. Let's just make gumbo. I'm not hungry. <laughs> um, Jay, Stefan, Melinda, thank you so much yeah. for for sharing everything you did today. Um, this gets raw. This gets hard. But like I said before, if you're listening and this makes you angry, then go do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the best way to combat anger is... Uh, and hate is with action and love. So find out what you can do and do it. Cause this isn't black lives matter. Isn't a fad. It's not a face. Mm-hmm. It's important. Um, so uh, just like Jay said, we got to make some gumbo. And educate yourself on some damn gumbo. It's delicious. Gumbo's good, man. Gumbo's some soul. <laughs> I love gumbo. Oh, <laughs> but just know really just it starts with education we gotta until we're honest with our history with uh, with american mm-hmm. history 
and what happened, what really happened, then people mm-hmm. will understand. And they'll really, when I tell them racism still exists, they'll really understand because they're educated. So educate. And if you've never been to a protest or a peaceful protest or a rally because you're afraid of what, no, just go there. Keep an open mind. Listen. Shut up. Don't talk. Listen. Listen. That's all I, I'm, I'm, all right. I promise you I'm done. I appreciate, I yield my time. Whatever. <laughs> I love y'all. I love y'all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, no, you're great, Jay. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Um, one of the things we talked about though, is that it is important to listen to uh, black creators. So Jay, tell, tell the folks at home where they can find you. All right. Well, you can find me on Twitter and it's, uh, on, uh, Twitter on Instagram at my Twitter handles. It's Jay Whitaker, I-T-S-J-A-Y-W-H-I-T-T-A-K-E-R. You can also follow me on the hashtag Full Feather Friday and check me out, jaywhitaker.com. And um, just peace and love, y'all. You know, I really I really hope y'all, like, honestly, it's great to talk to y'all. And uh, it's great to see your smiling faces. I miss all, you know, like, mm, just all love. All love. Ah, I'm going to cry. <laughs> Melinda, where can we find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram, uh, just my name, Melinda, M-A-L-I-N-D-A dot money, uh, as well as Twitter at Melinda money. Stefan, where you at? Uh, you can find me basically on every social media platform as that backflip guy. Um, and then as far as voices go, you know, a couple of different games, uh, some that haven't really come out yet. So if you hear someone sitting there talking like this and whatnot, yeah, you might. Odds are that might actually be me. There's a couple of. I'm waiting to make a few announcements. So yeah, Dude, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear them. Yeah, yeah look out for that. That's gonna be sweet. All right, um, guys, not, nothing but love to all y'all. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Definitely, thank you. Thank you for inviting us. You yeah. guys are all great. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Uh-oh. Thank you for coming. <laughs> I see you. I'm going to punch you. Uh, cut it right there, Marley. That's perfect. Here's also the Stolen Droids uh, social media as well. I found this little overlay. So anyways, thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.